You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Hey, Shortwavers, Regina Barber here. If you work at home or in an office, you might spend a lot of your day sitting down and staring at a computer screen. That can have a lot of negative effects on your eyesight, your posture, even your mental health. But it's hard to carve out a significant time in the day to counteract that. So our friends at NPR's TED Radio Hour podcast wanted to start a little smaller first and consider a movement break. I'll let Manoush take it from here and explain more. Hey there, it's Manoush Zamarodi, host of the TED Radio Hour. So a few months ago, NPR and I announced a special six-part podcast series called Body Electric. And as part of our investigation into how our bodies are adapting to our technology, we asked listeners to join a study with Columbia University Medical Center. Over 20,000 people signed up to try integrating five-minute gentle movement breaks into every half hour, every hour, or every two hours of sitting time. And for the folks who managed to stick with it, the results were pretty astounding, as you are about to hear in my conversation with head researcher Keith Diaz. I really think it's going to motivate you to think about how you live with your screens. So if you want to try it yourself, you're in luck because we just launched the Body Electric Challenge. We have taken these findings, added more reporting, and put together a quick startup guide. So listen and then go to npr.org slash bodyelectric. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater. Committed to helping companies, from nonprofits to the Fortune 500, find food for meetings and company events. With online ordering and 24-7 live support, learn more at easycater.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Samsung Galaxy. Break down language barriers with Live Translate on the all-new Galaxy S24 Ultra. Powered by Galaxy AI, Live Translate gives you real-time translations on calls so you can speak freely with someone in another language. Translate calls just like that with Live Translate on the new Galaxy S24 Ultra. Samsung account login required. Must make calls using Samsung phone app. Live Translate must be enabled and languages preset. At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Okay, so what you are about to hear is my conversation with the head researcher of our study with Columbia University Medical Center, Keith Diaz. This conversation happened in November 2023, one week after our study had closed. And just to set the scene, it was a big moment after months of planning, weeks of data collection, and some long days making sense of all the information listeners had sent him. Keith finally had some preliminary findings to share. I have been crunching the numbers for days. Yeah, so before we start, we closed our study last week. Um, and what have you been looking at since? Yeah, so we had people for two weeks, we just asked them to to try out movement breaks in their everyday lives. And we gave them the option which how often they could move around. So you could say every half hour I'm going to do it. Every hour I'm going to do it, or every two hours I'll do it. And we gave people the option of the freedom to choose which one they want to try. And for two weeks, they went out and did it. 
I'm feeling actually really, really anxious and excited um, to hear what you found. But I feel like we need to keep a few things in mind as you share your findings. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the biggest caveat to this is these are preliminary data. This is just an early first look. And the, maybe the bigger thing is also to say this is not peer-reviewed yet. And mm. so the scientific process, anytime you go to publish a paper and, and put it out into the world, you have to get it reviewed by other experts in the field. And so this is non-peer-reviewed research at this point. Okay, very good. So enough preamble. Bring it, Keith. What'd you find? Well, maybe the first question we'll start with is, did it work? Mm. The take-home here is everybody improved. Everybody saw improvements in their fatigue levels, in their positive emotions, and they saw decreases in their negative emotions. But what we found was something we call a dose-response relationship. And what that means is that the group that took the most breaks every half hour had the greatest response. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, so for fatigue levels, folks who moved every half hour improved their fatigue levels by about 30%. The group that moved every hour improved their fatigue levels by about 25%. And the group that moved every two hours improved their fatigue levels by about 20%. Uh-huh. All right, so everybody improved, but the group that moved the most had the greatest improvements. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, one of the big questions we had when we began this was compliance. Who would stick to actually taking the breaks? Yeah, yeah, right. That was the big question of, can we actually get people to do this? But we had a lot of people drop out. How many? Like, what percentage would you say? <sighs> um, you know, 40%. I mean, we were asking a lot of people who did sign up. So, like, you know, 40%, that's actually, that means 60% did do it, like, which is crazy. Yes, we got people to do it. They did it, and I was really surprised how much people actually liked it. So we asked a bunch of questions about what we'll call acceptability, mm. but it's just essentially, did you like it? Did you want to keep doing it? And so we found that it didn't matter what dose you had, whether you moved every half hour or every two hours, about 82 to 83% liked doing this intervention, these movement breaks. And so we, people mm. liked it, which was great, but... The flip side is then we ask people, well, how hard was it? Is it feasible? Is it doable? And only mm -hmm. about half of the people who took movement breaks every half hour said it was doable. Wow. 70% said it was doable every hour. And then 80% said it was doable every two hours. And when we looked at the numbers and we asked people to report how often did they take movement breaks, the group that moved every half hour, they took on average eight breaks a day. That's not even close to how much you're supposed to be doing in an eight-hour day. Uh, let's oh, say it's an eight-hour right. workday, you should have taken 16 right. breaks. And so, yes, we got people to do it. No, could they do it at the level that they were supposed to do it? But uh, let me turn this back around and say we saw amazing effects. We have a little montage of listeners, and I wonder if now is a good time to play that for you as we get to dig down deeper into some of the responses that you got. Yeah, let's go for it. Hi, I'm Bridget Collins, and I'm a software engineer. It's good to walk. It's good to be outside. It's good to be looking around. I have taken some of the breaks on my desk. 
marching and dancing and doing as much movement as I can. I am a remote worker living in Vermont. My newest exercise is doing 15 minutes of soccer drills outside. I facilitate a training session for three hours. Before the training session starts, I tell the participants, we're going to take a break every half hour. And they get really excited. I work in a museum, but I am in management, so I am mostly at my computer in the back offices. To take my break, I got up and walked around the museum, and it was fantastic to be out on the floor. My energy went way up, so when you get home from work, you typically just want to, you don't feel like cooking dinner, you don't feel like doing anything. I didn't really get any of that while I was doing the study. I'm a stay-at-home mom. While my kids are still sleeping, I've started implementing five-minute bike rides every 25 minutes. I quit my desk job. Listening to the podcast just articulated everything I was feeling so perfectly and really helped me hand in my resignation. There's so much to unpack there, and we heard from so many people um, just how life-changing this was for them. And so that for me stood out as if we're going to actually get people to do this for long term, that we're going to have to help develop habit. Mm -hmm. The aspiration here is to make it like brushing teeth. And how do we get to that level of building that habit where it's automatic and that I don't need a reminder to do it? And we saw people during the study try to cue themselves too. So some of the cues that they used were when I finish a work meeting or whenever I finish like a task, I take a walking break, right? And so uh -huh. instead of needing a reminder, they were trying to naturally build it into their work habit and routine. Especially if they see it as a reward because they start to see that they actually feel good when they do it, that it's not something they have to do, but that they want to do. Yeah. And that was when we looked at the other facilitators that people most often said was helpful, um, listening to their body cues. Mm -hmm. So I think honing in and harnessing this, this notion or idea that I feel better and my mood is better and my fee level is better, I think is really what's going to help us get people to change their behaviors, not telling them that their blood pressure is going to change or their glucose levels are going to change, you know, in a couple weeks, a couple months, a couple years. I had a lot of people reach out to me and be like, even if they weren't filling out the survey, this gotten this was like a little worm in their brain that kept being like, are you moving? How do you feel now? What about now? Did you move? Like it was something that kept popping back up that just nudged them in, in a loving way. Mm. No, uh, undoubtedly, I think we got into some people's heads for the good and have changed their mindsets and... We heard from people who were just like, they're going to keep this going. I did get people asking me, why don't you and Keith partner up with Fitbit or Apple Watch or whatever <laughs> else is out there? And I said, well, if only it were that simple. Yeah, you know, Fitbit and Apple are largely in the business of making money. And so their interests lie in doing something that's going to benefit them. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't align well with science and the things that we want to accomplish and do. Yeah. So 
tell folks what should they look out for next from you? Because there are going to be some people who are like, I'm in. I'm in now, Keith. What do I do next? Yeah, so we're going to keep this going. We're going to be conducting the next um, next phase of our research, and we'll be reaching out to those folks who participated to see if they want to help us on the next phase and our next journey in, in doing this. But aside from that, my hope is that we can just, you know, thrive on contagion here and just make this something that just continues to penetrate our society little by little from person to person, word of mouth. And and so for those folks who are really motivated by this and want to keep the momentum going, you know, I'd say start in your small circles of the world in, in getting your family, your friends, your work colleagues moving. That was my conversation with Keith Diaz, Assistant Professor of Behavioral Medicine at Columbia University Medical Center. If you want to hear the whole series, follow or subscribe to Body Electric wherever you get your podcasts. And you can now sign up for the Body Electric Challenge. Go to npr.org slash bodyelectric. This message comes from NPR sponsor ShipBob. ShipBob's warehouse management system can improve your efficiency, allow you to grow faster, and save you money all through one WMS platform. Get a free quote at shipbob.com. Want all of NPR without relying on your radio? Visit npr.org to be connected to your local station wherever you are and wherever the news takes you. Get your vital mix of rigorously reported local and national stories all live, free, and at your fingertips at npr.org. 